What do President Biden's first 100 days mean for the housing market? I'll break it down next on Tom's Take. You're definitely going to want to watch this one. Every time a new administration comes into the White House, there's always changes in policy. And a lot of times, if they're from the other party, they just roll back everything that got passed by the last administration. So instead of focusing on that, what I wanted to talk about are the pieces of legislation, the proposals in place that could have an effect on the housing market and what it means for consumers that are thinking about buying or selling. So there's really three pieces of news. I'm going to go through that first. Then I'll break down what each of them might mean and what you should be thinking about if you're in a spot where you're in that decision-making transaction phase. So the first one, this is the, the big, catchy, fun headline. There is a first-time buyer tax credit that is now a bill that would give buyers a $15,000 tax credit to any home purchased, if it's their first time owning a home, after December 31st, 2020. There's a couple restrictions. The home can be no more than 110% of the median sale price in the area. It's got to be after December 31st of 2020, and it has to be the primary residence of the buyer for at least four years. And you can take that credit on your taxes. It's $15,000. That's number one. And it hasn't been passed yet. It's just a bill. Number two, the elimination of 1031 tax-free exchanges where the gain is more than $500,000. So think about investors that have apartment buildings, that have big properties, second homes that they want to take that are going to be subject to capital gains and they put them into another property so they can avoid that capital gains tax payment. And the third one is the talk of raising the top capital gains tax bracket to 39.4%, up from 20%, almost double. So what does all this mean? So let's talk about the first-time buyer tax credit initially. and. What that's going to do, that's going to increase demand. This is something that's going to be counterproductive to the biggest challenge in the real estate market right now, which is finding housing. Buyers identifying homes is very difficult. There's less than a month's supply of homes outside the city of Philadelphia in the collar counties and under a two-month supply of homes in the city through the end of March. And a normal market where buyers and sellers have equal leverage it's considered a six-month supply. We've talked about this a lot. So all that's going to do is cause more buyers to enter the market and people that maybe weren't able to afford a home. So I don't see that really helping the current housing market right now. It's great for those first-time buyers if they can get in. Don't get me wrong. With rates coming in at three, three and a quarter percent, it's already really affordable to buy a property. I don't know that it needs to be more affordable because these are the lowest interest rates recorded in history besides that blip last year when they were in the mid twos since they started keeping track of mortgage rates. I'm not a big fan of this because it, we need more houses to sell. We don't need more buyers. The second one, elimination of 1031 exchanges where the gains more than 500,000, that tells me that two things could happen. One, people that own these sort of properties that are subject to capital gains, they're not gonna be selling. They're either gonna sell right now and try to get that 1031 passed through, or they're not gonna sell at all and these are apartment buildings. These are maybe bigger second residences for a lot of people where they're living in different states or they have a place in Pennsylvania, then they go down to Florida or whatever it might be. So that's going to cause supply to go down even more. And again, counterproductive 
to the challenge in the housing market right now. You ask any realtor, any buyer, and any seller if they got to go find a home, we need more houses to sell, not more demand and less supply. The third one, raising the capital gain tax to 39.4%, that's also going to cause a lot of investors to do one of two things. Hold or sell their properties now before this jumps up. Odds are this doesn't get approved until the 2022 tax year. If you're an investor right now, you might want to think about liquidating your portfolio, especially because there may not be a better time to cash out high, given the current market conditions. We know that we're seeing record sale prices here. So a lot of the things being talked about here, they're not going to solve the consumer's problems, which is having enough homes to buy, having enough homes to sell for realtors. So none of this stuff has passed yet. We'll have to see what happens. What we know about Washington, D.C. is it takes people forever to agree on something, and they don't get a lot done. They just tend to argue a lot. So I don't know that this is going to get passed right away. If you're an investor, you might want to think about cashing out right now, given where prices are coming in. If you're a buyer, if you can find a home, I'd pull the trigger. I wouldn't wait for this tax credit to get approved. And if you're selling and you already have a place lined up, it might be an ideal opportunity to do it. Just be mindful of what your tax ramifications are going to be. None of this stuff is in the law yet. None of it's a guarantee. It's just stuff to be thinking about as you make big real estate decisions. Any questions, you know where to reach us. Otherwise, like every week, we'll be back next week. You're definitely going to want to watch this one.